Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. Today we're going to begin a new chapter, and we're going to move out of chapter 13 and into 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Now, if you would look at this uh, like a, a, a three-part series, chapter number 12, chapter 13, chapter 14, they all deal with spiritual gifts in the church at Corinth, in the early church in general. I've explained this to you in previous Bible studies, but in case you've missed it, God uh, gave certain, through the Holy Spirit, interim gifts to these Christians in these early churches that uh, were in effect before the completion of the New Testament. But once the entirety of the New Testament was canonized, it was completed, these interim gifts were done away with. They ceased, they vanished away, they were done. They were only in part, and then that which was perfect came. What is interesting is, in chapter number 12, Paul is dealing with the fact that a spiritual gift does not necessarily make you a better Christian than some other Christian, that you're not to take your spiritual gift and give it an occasion to cause you to be prideful. And so he puts that in proper perspective that not every part of your body is the same, but all parts of the body have a function. Chapter number 14, he's again going to have to emphasize the importance of of the edifying use of spiritual gifts, that they're not just given to draw attention to the one who possesses the gift, but they are supposed to be edifying to those around you. What is interesting is chapter 13 is sandwiched in between chapter 12 and chapter 14, and it's like Paul is saying, the glue that holds spiritual gifts together is love. And if there is not charity, if there is not love, if the premise is, if the basis, if the launching point is not charity, the spiritual gift is of no value whatsoever. As we transition now into chapter 14, it becomes even more obvious the spiritual gift really that the Corinthians were caught up with and were misappropriating and their carnality is showing forth, it is the gift of tongues or speaking in different dialects. Paul is emphasizing here, hey, listen, you need to first of all start this thing out with charity. But then remember that the reason the Holy Spirit of God has enabled you to have any kind of a spiritual gift whatsoever is to further the Word of God. So in chapter 14, there's going to be an emphasis placed on the importance of prophecy or forth-telling the Word of God. Everything that you and I do needs to be done from a heart of charity, but also with the agenda of advancing the Word of God. That is the purpose. That is the goal. That's why we do what we do. We are trying to get the Word of God out. All right, so here we go. First, number one, follow after charity. Follow after it. Pursue it. Hunger for it. Desire it. Cultivate charity within yourself. Pursue charity. And if you'll do that, the Bible says it'll cover a multitude of evils. It'll cover a multitude of sins. Charity covers that. It would help a lot of problems in the church if you and I would hunger to be charitable. Follow after charity and desire spiritual 
gifts. So the phrase is you ought to be zealous over your spiritual gift. You ought to want to be used of God. And I believe that's a good truth for every Christian. You ought to have a desire that God would use you. And the Bible tells us if a man desire the office of a bishop with desire, we should have a hunger, a desire in our heart. That's where it starts. I just want to please the Lord. I want to be in his will in every way. I want to be used of God. I want God to have his hand on my life. It's a desire. You have not because you ask not. And I wonder, do you have a hunger? Do you have a desire as a Sunday school teacher that God would use you? Do you have a desire as a bus worker that God would use you? Do you have a desire as a preacher that God would use you? Well, you ought to desire. So desire spiritual gifts, but rather, he said, now desire that, but here's the most important thing. I want you to get this desire, but rather that you may prophesy. That word prophesy is one of these interim spiritual gifts right? And it strengthens the message. But really the sense of prophesy is to foretell the word of God, to broadcast the word of God. So he's putting the Corinthians in their place as far as spiritual gifts are concerned and saying, you're after this tongue thing because you want to ooh and on, you want people to look at you. He said, but the purpose is to get the word of God out. And he said, I wish you desire, hey, listen, that you could foretell or broadcast the word of God. That's the purpose of the local church. That's the purpose of every Christian. It is to propagate the Bible, to get the word of God out, to preach the gospel. And everything we do ought to strengthen and build up and support the preaching of the word of God. And here's the issue. Verse two, for he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. There'll be a crowd there that have no sense of what you're saying at all. It will not benefit them. It will not bless them. It will not help them. You're just uttering words into the atmosphere. You're speaking in an unknown tongue and you're speaking not unto men. It says, but unto God for no man understandeth him. Howbeit in the spirit, he speaketh mysteries. So the era of the use of tongues, like we find it here, it, uh, it is, it is over. It is done with. We understand that. So Anyway, tongues was at this time, though, a gift of the Spirit. As the chapter unfolds, it becomes more and more apparent that it became a problem in this church at Corinth. They ran away with it. That's like the charismatic movement. These uh, folks who uh, speak in tongues, uh, they have no holiness, no, no soul winning, um, maybe not much prayer life. They come in from the parking lot, uh, maybe just got done smoking their cigarette, and all of a sudden speak in an unknown, quote-unquote, unknown tongue. They, they run away with it. It's just all ecstatic. It's all emotional. It's all external. It's all uh, outside. So Paul says, rather, I wish you would prophesy the tongue things. So whenever you're speaking with an unknown tongue, now it doesn't say it's unknown to everybody. It's just unknown to the one who's speaking it. All right. So the gift of this, the audience for this, it says, is God, not men. So Paul says the obvious, no man understandeth what you're saying. He said, now you speak in a church service in some foreign language. It doesn't do any good to those who are there if they don't speak the language. That means if I were to go over to our Spanish department and, and preach entirely in English to them, there's going to be some, if there's no translator, that don't get a word of what I'm saying because they speak Spanish. They don't speak English and vice versa. If a man from there would come here and he'd speak or preach entirely in Spanish, it would do me personally no good because I don't really speak Spanish except for burrito and taco and tortilla and things like that. And so that's what he's saying. He said, I just wish you'd put your emphasis, your desire on broadcasting the word of God so it could help people. In verse three, here's what he said, but he that prophesieth speaketh unto men to edification. 
All right? So that means it's helpful. It's beneficial. It teaches them something. It strengthens them and exhortation and comfort. That's the purpose of prophecy. That's the purpose of preaching. It is clear. The context here is preaching the Word of God. He said, hey, when you stand to preach, it doesn't do anybody any good if you stand up and preach in some kind of uh, uh, language that nobody there understands, but rather your preaching needs to be done so it can be understood and comprehended and then applied to life. It needs to be edifying. That means it ought to build up. Preacher, when you and I walk in the pulpit, it is not to give a public speech. It is not to show off our oratory skills. Our goal ought to be to build up with Bible truth, edifying, all right, building up, sound preaching. It should strengthen. It should temper. It should add to the framework of those who hear it. Next is exhortation. Exhortation, that means admonition. Bible preaching has a goal. It's not just information. The goal is transformation through the power of the Holy Spirit working through the inspired Word of God. So there's edification. There is exhortation. That is the goal. And then there's comfort. Comfort. When I stand in the pulpit, I ought to have that threefold purpose in my mind, in my heart, as my objective. I want to edify, build up. I want to exhort or admonish. And then I want to comfort. You know, it's hard to tell who comes in. Our church, we have a large crowd, especially on Sundays. Not all of them are faithful all the time. You don't know everybody's need, but you know they all have one, two, three, multiple needs. There's people there that have real cares and real burdens and real problems. And as the preacher, my objective is to help comfort. Now, I don't comfort through myself, but I'm praying God will take his word and through the Holy Spirit's application in their heart that he will comfort. That's how you can preach one message to a thousand people, and a thousand people from that one message get an application just for them. Because you faithfully preach the Word of God, the Holy Spirit of God will take that Word, and it will not return void. He'll apply it to the life of those who hear you. So here's the message. Here's the premise. The goal is always to broadcast forth the Word of God, to not hinder the work of the Word of God, so that people can be helped by the Word of God. That's all of our time for today. We'll uh, get further into this chapter next broadcast, but until then, pray with me for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.